Thanks for joining me for another segment of Carla Reads the Classics. As always, you can contact me at CarlaReadsTheClassics at gmail.com with your questions, suggestions, or if you'd like to make a comment. Henny, my, he really got himself into a bind with all that chocolate in the last segment. But being a chocolate lover myself, I think I understand. Anyway, let's move on with Theodore Pratt's The Money, Segment 16. Today was the day, Gracie decided, the great day. Today was the day she would get her first brassiere. She would get two because she could afford them with the money, and she would keep them both secret, rinsing them herself and keeping them out of sight and never letting anybody see them. She had known for some time that she needed the support, or at least she thought she did. Mostly she wanted a brassiere because it would make her feel grown up, a girl instead of a kid, a woman, even a female. A number of times lately she had stood before the mirror in her room, with the door closed, bare above, and studied the situation gravely. She was sure, especially when she stood sideways and looked, that there was a slight rise there now, a protuberance, a growing out, a promise, a swelling, a softness. Gracie didn't know much about bras, but she studied her mother's when her mother was out. She went into her mother's room and got one and came back to her room and bared herself and held it up to her chest. Nothing happened. She decided her mother's was too big for her. That was all. She would take the smallest, which was reasonable, and there was no shame in that. You had to start someplace. This morning she decided to start. She knew exactly where to go when she got into the city. She passed the store often enough, the one that dealt only in women's lingerie. It specialized in these, so it must be the best place to go. She stopped before its large double windows, and in them she was dazzled by the displays. Soft, billowing negligees flowed. Beautiful feminine nighties wafted their graceful lines. Lace raced all over the place. Delicate panties were slipped on slim, enticing forms. Other delicious hips were clad, right out in plain sight, in girdles that ranged from thin, brief, skin-tight ones to formidable affairs that could be only classed as what they were once called corsets. Dainty garter belts showed how stockings could be held. There were naughty things that barely covered the places they were meant for, and a few that actually revealed and laid them bare instead, which made Gracie blush. And then there was the section devoted entirely to bras. That held Gracie for the most part. She studied them avidly. The larger ones she passed over, but her gaze on the smaller ones lingered. Those were the ones for her. She liked the form. Some were pink, some white a few black. Gracie decided she liked the white ones best. She hesitated before going in. The store, now that she was here, looked so grand that she thought she should have put on a dress to come and not worn her jeans, even though she had tucked in her shirt. But she was here, and she didn't want to go all the way back home for a dress, so she went in. She was bewildered at first by all the things inside, which were many more than in the windows, which she had which had plenty. She couldn't find the bras right away, and passed through other departments where women and girls were buying things. A few clerks eyed her. 
Then she found the place she wanted. The bras here on the counters in the cases high up on display racks and on chest forms more than filled the eye. Behind one counter, Gracie saw a motherly-looking woman, and the sight of her encouraged her to apply here. She felt abashed now that she was doing this and not sure she could explain herself. She went up to the counter and stood there, at first dumbly. The woman asked, "'What are you looking for, dear?' "'Well, I want—' Gracie could not go on. The woman was not amused when she spoke again, but sympathetic. "'Why, you act just like the men who come in here. You can tell me.' Gracie gulped. She raised a hand, put out a finger, and pointed at it and pointed at it from the counter which displayed the small kind of bra she had observed in the window. She murmured, "'I I want one of them, two of them. Are you buying them for your mother, dear?' "'Um, uh, uh no, not exactly. Someone else, then. Perhaps an older sister. I haven't got any sister.' The woman looked at her more closely. "'Who, then?' In a small voice, Gracie replied, "'I—' kind of thought. Child, you don't mean for yourself. Gracie tried to summon up defiance, but it didn't come out that way. She colored and claimed, I need one. The woman looked at her chest and could see no evidence of this beneath the close-fitting white shirt. Dear, I don't think. I do. But you don't appear to. You can't see. The woman tried to see, but failed again. She was still sympathetic when she asked, "'How old are you?' "'I'm thirteen. The woman smiled, but benignly. She cocked her head slightly to one side and repeated questioningly, "'Thirteen? Twelve, then, but starting toward thirteen. "'Are you sure of that?' Gracie didn't answer, trying to make starting at thirteen stick with silence. "'Dear, if you'll tell me really how old you are, perhaps I can help you.' "'Well,' Gracie said, "'I'm eleven, but better than eleven, two months better. "'I see, and I'm ready.' "'The woman bit her lip. "'Even if you are, the very smallest we have is an A-cup, "'but I doubt you could fill even that. "'Oh, I could!' "'Doubtfully, the woman went on. "'I think they make an even smaller size, quite a special one, "'but we've never carried it because there's no call for them,' "'Gracie murmured. The A's the one for me. The woman smiled again. Of course there's the padded kind. Some very young girls wear them. It gives them a little assistance. Assistance? It fills them out. And hose them up? Well, not exactly. You see, they haven't got enough to hold up. But some do wear them. Maybe that'd be good for me. The woman reached out and, with a motherly gesture, placed her hand over one of Gracie's. "'Dear, I don't think you're ready, but if you want to satisfy yourself, "'why don't you take an A-cup and a padded bra in one of the dressing rooms and see?' "'At that, Gracie's eyes shone. "'Oh, could I?' "'Of course. Can they be white?' "'The woman reached under the counter and brought up a white bra. "'She searched on another shelf and added a second to it. "'Gracie breathed. "'Oh, thank you!' The bras were handed to her, and she was told, You just go in one of the dressing rooms at the rear, and then come back here. If you really want one or two, 
will sell them to you, but be sure you really need them. Thank you. Gracie, carrying her precious burdens, made her way quickly to the line of dressing rooms. She found an empty one and went in and closed the door. There was a fine, long, big, wide, full-length mirror on the wall. She snatched her shirt out of her jeans and off. She decided to try on the regular A-cup first. She slipped it on, and the straps felt fine and cool and slick against her bony shoulders. She reached around and fastened it in back, leaning over a little the way she knew women did for this process. She didn't know how she knew that, but she did. Then she stood up straight, expectantly, and examined the result. There wasn't any, or what there was didn't fit anything. It was the same, though not quite so bad, when she had held her mother's in front of her. The cups of the small bra remained empty, not filled, and looked as if something had collapsed inside. She removed it, filled with disappointment. She looked, hopefully, at the padded one. She slipped that on and looked. This was better, and Gracie, with her first glance, had the thrill of seeing herself as a woman. But when she looked closer, she saw that this was not so. Even the padded one did not look filled. The pads hung loosely and did not give the true appearance. Too obviously they were pads and nothing else. And she saw that it didn't hold her up. To be held up, you had to have something to hold up. It was supposed to give you assistance, but nothing could assist her because she didn't have anything to be assisted. Cheaters, she had heard these called. She didn't even have anything to start cheating with. She recognized, to her sharp chagrin, that she still had nothing. Not really. She was not, as the woman said, ready. Not even now, when she could afford to buy two as she had planned. Gracie tore off the padded bra and pulled on her shirt, not bothering now to tuck it in her jeans. She snatched up the two bras and left the dressing room. Her throat was constricted. She could not even speak when she returned to the counter and dropped them on it, and then, before the woman could say anything, she rushed away. On the street again, in despair, she thought that maybe if she hadn't worn her jeans but had on a dress, it would have worked, though she didn't exactly know why this would have made any difference. She let the tears come, not caring if anyone saw, and walked along with streaming cheeks. That's the end of segment 16. Thanks for listening. Until next time.